0: Turn please in the scriptures to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 1, then also we'll go to 2 Timothy chapter 1, Acts 1 and 2 Timothy 1, and let's uh, pray and release our faith, Father in Jesus' name we all agree together, everybody in the building, everybody joining with us right now all over the country and world. We agree together as touching this, asking for utterance and for the anointing and for your presence. Ears to hear, eyes that see, hearts and minds open and receptive. Let there come answers. Let there come direction. Exactly what you know we need to see and hear right now. No matter what we may have thought we needed to see and know, you know what we need to see and hear most. And we're asking for that, and we're believing for that. And we purpose will not be forgetful hearers, or hearers only, but as you help us, we'll put it into practice and do what you say. And we know when we do, we will be blessed because you always watch over your word and perform it in the lives of those who do. All the glory to you, in Jesus' name, hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In uh, Acts, the first chapter, Acts chapter 1, and the eighth verse, it says, You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost, ghost is an old English word, spirits the word, pneuma, the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me. Both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Is this New Testament? Yes. Are we a part of the same church? Yes. We have the same Holy Spirit. Yes. And what did he say? The Holy Spirit would come on you, and what would be the result of him coming upon you? You receive power to what end? To, for, for what? What purpose? And you'll be witnesses. You'll be witnesses. Listen to the Living Bible on this. It says, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you'll receive power to testify about me with great effect. Well, that's what a witness does, is testify. You'll receive power to testify about me, Jesus said, with great effect. How many like the sound of that? You testified, and because you weren't just testifying on your own, you were testifying with Holy Spirit anointing. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. And because there was Holy Spirit anointing and power on your testimony, on your witness, it accomplished great effect.
1: Yes. It
0: had great effect. Thank you. The Weiss translation says, you'll receive power of the kind that God has and exerts after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, well, sure, it'd be power of the kind that God has. It's the Holy Spirit. And you shall be those who testify of what they have seen and experienced. My witnesses, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now, we've already covered quite a bit of ground Uh, in our previous messages on this subject, talking about being a true witness. And one of the things that we noticed is that many have had the idea that being a witness meant being a preacher. And that instead of uh, having the concept of testifying to what you've seen and heard, people have thought they had to go preach uh, some type of an evangelistic message to somebody In order to be a witness. And it's been narrowed down. And altered to that. And so people are condemned. If they don't go out and find strangers. And preach an evangelistic message to them. Even though they may not be called. Or have any anointing to preach. And so you have people. That that have tried it and it didn't go good, and so they thought, well, I'm not doing that anymore. And then you have people that tried it, and it didn't go good, but they didn't realize it didn't go good. And so they just keep on doing it and bugging people. And they don't realize that people don't want, to, want them preaching to them, but they keep on trying. But that's not what he's talking about. In James, he said not all of us should try to be teachers. And pre- not many of us it actually is what the Scripture says. And so not everybody's called to preach and teach. And yet, every child of God who's been born again has a testimony. Is that right? And this testimony is not telling people your doctrinal position. It's not telling people what you believe. Is everybody hearing that? It's not even telling people what you believe. A lot of times people don't care what you believe. They don't want to hear what you believe. But what what is what is being a witness? Hmm? <clears throat> Let me give you the definition again of what what is a witness? A witness is one who testifies. Yeah. A witness is one who affirms what they have seen, heard, or know. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you if you weren't there, if you didn't see it, if you didn't hear it, how can you be a witness? It's hearsay. That's not acceptable in court. But if you were there when you got born again, how many was there when you got born again? Huh? This is not hearsay. This is not opinion. You were there. You know what happened to you. Can you testify about that? Yes, Yes, you can. And the Holy Spirit can come on you and empower you. To tell and testify of what God has done for you. Yeah. You were there when He healed you. Amen. You were there when He healed your babies. You were there. Were you there? Yeah. Somebody needs to holler, I was there. I was there. Yeah. When He healed your babies, yeah. your grandkids, yeah. He paid you bills, yeah. He brought you out, you were there. Yeah. And of that which you have personally seen and heard and know that God has done for you. You can be a witness of that. Yeah. Amen. You can testify of that. Right. And the Holy Spirit will come on you. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. And empower you. And it can have great effect. And great impact. Somebody said out loud. I am a true witness. A true witness of, what of what the Lord. Has done for me.
1: Done
0: for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm a true witness. Go over to Timothy now please. 2 Timothy, the first chapter. 2 Timothy 1 and 7. It says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Read the very next verse. Be not thou therefore. Now why is therefore there? It's connecting what he's saying now with what he just said. He's showing you that what he just said was connected to this. God didn't give us a spirit of fear, right? Therefore, don't be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor me as prisoner. So he's talking about testimony when he says God hadn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. He's talking about being a witness, isn't he? Well, can pressures and feelings come to intimidate you in situations about giving your testimony. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And they're not just all natural. They can be spiritual. The enemy does not want you giving your testimony. Why? Because other people can hear it and God can deal with them. He'll do the same thing for them that he did for you. And if they believe it, the enemy can lose his grip on them. And if they'll believe the truth, there's nothing the enemy can do to stop it. You know, he's not all he's cracked himself up to be. He can't just come in and do stuff. The only way he can really work successfully is in darkness. In darkness, in confusion, in ignorance, in fear. You get somebody full of faith that'll believe the truth and step out and do what the Lord says. All the devils in hell can't hold you back. I mean, I don't care what they do. They cannot stop it. Because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Don't be ashamed. Somebody say, I'm not ashamed. So no matter what circumstances you're in, who you're around, what you're around. Now, you don't want to just be obnoxious for no reason. And again, trying to preach to everybody. He's not talking about preaching to everybody. But there will be times when things come up and you'll realize it's time for me to testify. About what? Not tell people what I believe, what my church believes, not try to re-preach what the pastor preached last Sunday, what, what God has done for me, what I know personally. That's the powerful thing. And there'll be times it's not comfortable and if you say it, the enemy will say, "If you say that they'll think you're nuts they they won't want to be around you anymore they, they'll they'll do this, they'll do that, but that's part of suffering persecution. is that right? For living godly in Christ Jesus, all that live godly in him will suffer persecution that's the suffering the bible's talking about that we 're to endure as Christians, not suffering from the curse of the law we've been redeemed from that hallelujah." But you will have to suffer being in uncomfortable situations. People may say some negative things about you. But again, we talked about last time, who are they? Does it matter all that much what they say about it? And you have not been given and I have not been given a spirit of fear. We can be bold, completely unashamed. And if the Lord hung on the cross in front of everybody for you. Is that right? If he ever lives at the right hand of majesty to make intercession for you, and if on that day to come, he's willing to stand up and claim you as his own, then we better be ready to claim him down here. Is that right? In front of people and testify and don't care who sees or knows. Yes, I'm a believer. Yes. Well, you're one of them. Yeah, I'm one of them. One of the ringleaders of them. Oh, yeah. Born again. You know, people say it like that. Whether well, they're those born again people. That's right. That's right. And if you had any sense, you wouldn't say it like that. You'd be coming asking us to how we got born again. Is that right? And we are healing believing, miracle believing. Is that right? Tongue talking. Prosperity. The whole, whole thing. The whole thing. Full gospel. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're going to get persecuted for some of it, you might as well get the benefits of all of it. Just just come on in, right? Come on in. Just get it all. Get it all. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thanks be to God. Go with me, please, in the scriptures now. Over to John, the third chapter. Last time we spoke to you on this, we talked about God being a witness. You remember reading in the scripture at times where it says, God is my witness? Well, God bears witness. And we spent time in Hebrews 11. It's called the great faith chapter, and it is but actually a big part of it has to do with testimony and the witness of faith and God bearing witness to his people's faith. If you had not seen that, it's worthy of meditation. And we know that God bears witness. And I want us to talk more about that today. In John 3, Nicodemus came to Jesus by night And none of his fellow council members, elders, were publicly siding with Jesus. And you notice he's over there at night. But he is there. And he's different from the rest of them in in what he said. He said in verse 2, John 3 and 2, he came to Jesus by night and he said, Rabbi, which most of them would not have called him Rabbi, we know, we was generous,
1: <laughs>
0: we know that you are a teacher come from God. Boy, most of them would have dared say that. Uh-huh. For no man can do these miracles that you do, except God be with him. He said, you know, I'm, I'm, they were all saying he's not of God. And they thought they had their reason. They even thought they had scripture for it. They said he doesn't keep the Sabbath. He's contradicting Moses. So he can't be of God. Now this is something interesting to learn. Uh, Did you know you can be quoting scriptures. And be completely missing God. They thought they had scriptures. For condemning Jesus. They thought they had scriptures. To prove that Jesus' ministry is not of God. Did you know the devil himself quotes scriptures? He quoted scriptures to Jesus. Now, trust the Holy Spirit inside you. Don't let somebody come quoting scriptures confuse you. Because even though the scriptures are right what they're trying to say with them can be totally wrong that's right. That's right. what they're trying to prove with them can be totally off Amen. because Jesus said you know when the enemy was quoting scriptures to him and said he said it is written it is written it is written and he said it is also written that's right Amen. so you need to know the word well enough that when somebody comes misquoting scriptures or trying to misapply scriptures you say no no hold on it's also written yeah, that's right. it's also written so that what you're trying to say with that can't be right because this scripture says this and they have to agree and they do agree but you're not going to know that if you never read the word if you're never in the word so uh, don't be easily duped and deceived be full of the word, Amen. be full of the light. Yeah. And so Nicodemus said, we know that you're a teacher come from God for no man can do these miracles that you do except God be with him. In Matthew the 11th chapter eleven two. two, John the Baptist who'd been put in prison, he heard about the works of Jesus. He heard about what? The works, the works of Christ. He sent two of his disciples, and they said, Are you he that should come, or do we look for another? Now, you know, he's the one that baptized Jesus, and he's the one that told them, Behold the Lamb of God. But, you know, he's been through a lot, and he's been in prison, and you can see now he's second-guessing, and he's sending word to them, You're the one. And instead of Jesus just trying to answer the question, you know, Yes, I am, or you supposed to already know, or you said I was. Or. Verse 4, he said, go and show John again the things which you what? Hear. Which you do hear and see. Another, go back and testify to, to him about what you have been a personal witness of, what you have seen, what you yourself have heard. Go testify to him about what? Verse 5. About what? Go tell John. Blind people are getting healed and seeing. Lame people are walking. Lepers are being cleansed. Deaf people are hearing. Dead people are being raised up. And the poor have the gospel preached to them. So, if people come that John knows are not liars, and he they tell him. This is that. We've seen this. We saw this. And we saw this. What should he say? He's the one. He's the one. Sorry I asked again. I, know, I, knew, I knew he was the one. He's the one. Why? The works are testifying. Oh, come on. Can you see this? The works themselves are testifying. That he is, he is the true and real one. Go to the book of John please. Gospel account of John. Fifth chapter. The works testify. They're speaking. We, we've already covered this earlier. But let's go over it again. There's a lot of people. That are in darkness. In this world. And a lot of proud people who think they know something and don't realize how pitifully ignorant they are. You know, it's bad to be dumb, but what's worse (laughs) is be dumb and think you're smart. That's bad. And there's a lot of people, You you know, just because you've been to school, that doesn't mean you know anything. well I have multiple degrees in what (laughs) what did they tell you how do you know what they told you is right just because you sat through a class and passed a test does not automatically mean that you know anything or that what you know is even true or right or usable in life I mean there's a lot of folks they're professional students And they're useless in life. They can talk stuff. But no. I'm not knocking education. There's a lot of good things to learn. But not all education is good. Or useful. There's a lot of junk. And there's a lot of stuff that's worse than a waste of time. It is faith robbing. If you embrace it. It actually is coming from the pit. And it's dressed up as knowledge or even science. Remember, the Bible refers to science so-called. That means it's called science, but it's not science. Now, we read this. Let's, let me remind you of this. People say there is no evidence of God. There is no proof of God's existence. You do understand a lot of people say that. They say, prove to me that God exists. There's no scientific proof or evidence, and that's a perfect case of being dumb and not knowing you're dumb. <laughs> because all that exists is proof.
1: <laughs>
0: the sun's shining out there? proof. Yeah. Come on, are you listening? Yeah. The planet you live on, yeah. the air you breathe, yeah. your existence, yeah. your next heartbeat, exactly. yeah. every bit of it is proof.
1: Yeah.
0: Proof that God is real Thank you, Lord. and that God exists. Yes. And people say, no, no, science has proven that this happened and this, happened. and if you take it all down to the basics, they 're saying creation created itself, yeah, that's right. and there is no scientific proof of such a thing it 's a belief it 's not science it's a belief right. yes. because yes. none of these folks were there when it happened, that's right. That's right. and they don 't have a clue. That's why it's called a theory.
1: If yeah.
0: it was proven in fact, it, it wouldn't be a theory. A theory is a guess. That's right. <laughs> it's a guess. No, it doesn't take a lot of smarts to realize that things that are built to precision must have had a maker. Chaos does not create perfection. I don't care how many times you do it. If you don't believe it, take a bunch of rocks and a bunch of sand and a bunch of water and set off C4 explosives and explode it and explode it and explode it. And you can explode it a billion times for a billion years. And I assure you, when the dust clears, there will never be a new Mercedes sitting there. (laughs) Never. 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 When you see something that is beautiful and perfect, hallelujah, and it's precise, is there any precision? Oh, man, if we were just a little bit further from the sun, none of this would work. If we were a little bit closer, none of it would work. People say, well, it just happened. You believe it just created itself. I think it takes more faith to believe that than what we believe. (laughs) with no basis. No, listen to the scriptures. Listen to the scriptures. The Bible tells us in Psalm 19 and verse 1, the heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament shows His handiwork. Have you ever looked up in the night sky? We were ripping across the sky last night at 2 in the morning, 500 miles an hour. And one, one of the things I was doing was looking out the window because when you get up high at nighttime, you can see the stars so bright and clear. Oh, I'm yeah. thinking, oh, wow. Uh-huh. This is just amazing. Amen. And I do not believe it invented itself uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right. and created itself. I don't care what you say. And no, you don't have any proof that it created itself. Uh-huh. Amen. That's right. No, you don't. That's right. Their existence. Oh. Is saying, God yeah. is here.
1: Yeah. 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 That's right. yes. Amen. There
0: is a Creator. He's amazing. He's awesome. He's bigger than His creation, and His creation is something. Is that right? And the one that made it is far greater and bigger than it is. And the heavens are testifying. The heavens are a witness. This planet is a witness. Our sun is a witness. The solar system and the universe. Is shouting out. For anybody that's honest. And will listen. And it's saying. There's an almighty God. There is a creator. And if he can do this. He must be awesome. If he can do this. And by faith in Jesus, now he has become our father. We're in his family. Glory to God. And the word tells us that he's prepping us. Earth is faith school. He's prepping us to rule and reign with him in his kingdom forever. And ever. Glory to God. Verse 2 says. Day unto day utters speech. Night unto night shows knowledge. Is it talking? Is it showing? It's not talking English. It's talking a universal language. That anybody anywhere can understand. There is no speech or language. Where their voice is not heard. Anybody. Now now hear what I'm saying here. Anybody that'll be honest, when they look up in the night sky, when they look over the vastness of the Pacific Ocean, the mountain ranges, when they, they look at the marvels of the human body, anybody that's honest will go, There's gotta be a creator. But if you don't want to submit to anything and anybody and you want to be rebellious, then you'll be dishonest and you'll invent things. You'll come up with your own things so that you won't have to believe in God so that you can be rebellious. But that's being a fool. I said that's being a fool. Anybody in here glad you're not a fool today? Thank you, Lord. Helping us not to be fools. Romans 1. Romans 1 and 18. Says the wrath of God is revealed from heaven. Against all ungodliness and unrighteousness. Of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God. Is manifest in or to them. Manifest means To take the wrap off of. To take the cover off of. And to show. That which may be known of God. Is everybody awake? This is a powerful word right here. When people say. There's no proof of God. That's being ignorant and or dishonest. Because. What may be known of God. Has been manifested. God has showed it. To them. To who? Even the ungodly. He's talking about the unrighteous. He's shown it to everybody. I mean, who can walk out of here and and look up in the sky right now? Everybody. And verse 20, For the invisible things of him, the things that you can't see about God, from the creation of the world, they are what? Clearly seen. Seen. It's testifying about him. Everything he's created. Is telling you something about him. Hmm. The earth has been affected. By the curse and sin. So there's some ugliness here. That was not here originally. It's not a part of God's original creation. That doesn't portray him. That's the result of death. And sin. But even in its fallen condition. There's still beauty here, isn't there? Even in its cursed condition, you can still see the qualities of the one who made it. The beauty, the wisdom, the grace, the glory. Hallelujah. And the Bible said if you you have eyes to see, you can look at the creation and you can see God's eternal power. You can understand the Godhead. You can see everything about God. We're already seeing. Much more about God. Than we realize. It's in front of us. It's all around us. So when people say there's no proof of God. That is gross darkness ignorance. Because there's nothing around you. Except proof of God. The fact that it exists. Everything around us. Is testifying to the reality of our good God and our faithful father. Take another breath and see what I mean. Hallelujah. You know why you can do that? Because there's a God. Why do you even exist? Why are you sitting up in here with the ability to think and to be and exist? There is a God. Hallelujah. I'm not struggling with the concept. Are you? No, I'm not. Now go to John chapter 5, please. And begin to see further expounding of this same idea that the works of God are testifying. In John 5 and 36. John 5, 36. Jesus said, I have greater witness than that of John. Now, we just got through reading about John. In the beginning days of Jesus' ministry, it was John that announced Jesus publicly. Now, it might be hard for us to grasp it, but there was a time when John's ministry was big and Jesus was unknown. John's ministry was widespread and well-known, but Jesus was unknown. And John kept talking about one that was coming. And when they came, John's ministry was so prominent that even the religious leaders came to him and said, who are you? Because there were whispers that he was the Messiah. And the Bible said, John, he testified and he didn't deny he said, no, I'm not him. How many know not only do you need to know who you are. You need to know who you're not. Is that right? You need to be real clear. On who you're not. He said no I'm not him. I'm not him. But he did know who he was. And did you know how he knew who he was? He found himself. In the Bible. He found himself. In the writing of the prophets. Where it said the voice of one. Crying in the wilderness. Make straight. The way of the Lord. And apparently there was a day when he read that and God was dealing with him. And it jumped off the page and he thought, that's me. That's me. That's exactly who I am. That's exact." Did you know you can find yourself in here? Did you know you can find? Come on, you can find yourself in here. There are truths and revelations in here that match precisely what you are made to be and what you are called to be. And you can find yourself by the Spirit of God in the Word of God. But you know, when Jesus came to the river where John was baptizing, then John stopped and publicly in front of everybody, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. And so he, did, he used the full weight of his public ministry to announce that Jesus was the one. That was to come the Messiah, the fulfilling of prophecy and scripture. But Jesus here is saying, I have a greater witness than John. What greater witness is he talking about? Keep reading. For the works which the father has given me to finish the same works that I do bear witness of me that the father has sent me. Remember what Nicodemus said, no man can do the works that you do, except God be with him. So these works are witness. The works are testifying. Verse 37, he said, the father himself, which has sent me, has borne witness of me. You've neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape. And yet they were seeing the father in Jesus. Weren't they? Do you see this theme again and again? These people. It is so sad. These leaders that were finding fault with Jesus. They claimed to love God with all their heart. And claimed to live their life for the law and for the word. And here is the word made flesh in front of them. Is that right? And they are despising him. And rejecting him. Because they had invented a concept of God that was not God. That had nothing to do with God. How many know you can be religious and not know God at all? You can quote scriptures, you can pray, and you can do all kinds of things and not know God at all. At all. I don't want that, do you? No. I've been praying and believing this for some time now. Lord, show me what is you and what is not you. Show me what is you and what is just men. I want to know the difference. Don't you? Pray it out loud then, Father, show me what is you and what is not you. Amen. Believe you receive it and he will. But now be ready. I said, be ready Amen. when he shows you something you thought was God for years, right? And it kind of slaps you backhanded. You go, whoa, you mean that's not God? We always thought that was God. <laughs> you got to be ready. He said, uh, the works bear witness of me. Skip down to the 10th uh, the chapter of John, John 10 and verse 24. 10.24. Then came the Jews round about him and they said to him, how long do you make us to doubt? If you be the Christ, tell us plainly. <laughs> what are they wanting? They're wanting proof. Yeah. Does it sound familiar? Yes. Prove it to us. Yeah. Well, it had already been proven to them yeah. over and over again and they're too blind to see. Yeah. The master is standing right in front of them. Blind eyes are being opened. (laughs) Deaf ears are hearing. Lame are walking. Can men do that on their own just because they want to? No. No. Any more than earths pop into existence by their self. How many understand what we're talking about? God is all around us. There are manifestations of his goodness and presence if you have eyes to see. If you have ears to hear, they're all around you. They're everywhere. And to say prove to me. When you've got 10,000 proofs. Since last night. A lot of times the case is. It can't be proven to you. Not that it's not provable. You're not persuadable. The problem is not lack of proof. It's density. (laughs) (laughs) Lack of perception. Right? It's the truth. Yeah, the truth. <laughs> How long do you make us to doubt? If you be the Christ, tell us plainly. What did Jesus say? Jesus answered them, I told you. You can, you can hear a little irritation here. I told you. And what? You didn't believe it. The works that I do in my Father's name... They bear witness of me. They're bearing witness. Hallelujah. Skip down to verse 32. Jesus answered them and said, Many good works have I showed you from my Father. For which of those works do you stone me? They said, For a good work we stone you not. They can't even deny that the good works are happening. <laughs> but for blasphemy. Yeah. Because you, being a man, make yourself God. Yeah. You know who that makes the maddest? The devil. And the reason they're voicing this is because they're yielding to the devil. He's vocalizing through them. And this is the mystery. How many know they should have been shouting in the streets over there? Right? right. Because he is God and he is also man. Hallelujah. It is the mystery of the incarnation and it is the salvation of mankind. But instead of shouting and joying that everything they and their forefathers had preached out of the law and believed for is standing in front of them in manifestation... They're judging and bitter and sarcastic. Yeah. Who does he think he is? 34. Jesus answered, isn't it written in your law? The ones you teach every, every son. It, it says in there, you are gods. What do you do with that verse? <laughs> you, you, you getting ready to throw rocks at me. Cause I said, I'm the son of God. And the law you claim to love so much and hold up so much says ye are gods. We, we were with Brother Hagen at a meeting out at the Northwest years ago. And driving to the Coliseum, there were people picketing the meeting and had signs and marching. And the sign said, ye are not gods. Yeah. And I thought, Wow. They must have thought Brother Hagen wrote that. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: How are you gonna take a verse and put a knot in it? Yeah. Okay. What they say, You are not gods. Well, who said you are? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Did I lose somebody? No. Uh. <laughs> Feels like we lost somebody. <laughs> well, know. That's that. That's that error they warned me about. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: they who. What scriptures were they quoting? (laughs) No. That's the problem. Truth has been replaced with tradition. And folks haven't seen the difference. And people are so adamant about God this and God that. And God standing in front of them. And they don't even see it. Don't even know it. Still fighting for the God. (laughs) Keep reading. Verse 35. If he called them gods to whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken. Say you of him whom the father has sanctified and sent into the world. You blaspheme because I said I am the son of God. It just doesn't make sense. But when you're dishonest, you don't care whether it makes sense. See, this is the problem. If I do not the works of my father, don't believe me. Don't believe me. But if I do, though you believe not me, you don't have to like me what you see at the moment. Says, well, I don't even know if I believe him. At least be honest and realize a blind man here is seeing. Something happened. A deaf man is hearing. Somebody's delivered. Something happened. You're going to stand here and say none of this can be God? Who are you going to say did it? See, honest people and people with one of the biggest qualities of a good heart is an honest heart. I'm quoting scripture. Matthew talks about the four types of ground and the sower sowed the word and the Bible said the good ground was that which in a good and an honest heart received the word. One of the biggest qualities of a good heart, a good man, good person, good woman is honest honest. And an honest man or woman, when they see and hear truth, even if it goes crosswise with everything they've believed and heard, if they see it and and it's true, they will admit it. An honest man or woman will admit it. You got eyewitnesses that were there. You know they're not lying. You got people, their lives are changed. Their bodies are changed. Their families are changed. Their marriages are changed. They're different people. You're looking at it. You're seeing it. You're hearing it. If you're honest, you go, there's got to be something to this. There's got to be something to this. But if you're dishonest, you don't care. If you're dishonest, nobody can give you enough proof. It wouldn't make any difference how many witnesses testified or how much proof there was. You're not going to believe, not because it's not real. It's because you don't want to believe because you are rebellious and you want to do your own thing and don't want to have to submit to anybody. And if there's a God, then you really should believe in him and submit to him and change your life. And you don't want that to be true. And you're not willing to do that. And so you will make up stuff and call it science. You'll make up stuff and call it proof. And you will have God all around you and act like he's not here and you can't see it. Prove it to me. Prove it to me. You know what they're saying? Show us something. Jesus said, I told you. And you've seen all kind of stuff. But you, you don't believe. Even though you don't believe me. And you don't like me. Believe the works. That you may know and believe that the Father is in me. And I in him. Somebody say I believe. I believe. Are you a believer or are you a unpersuadable? Believer. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Believe. Go to John 15, 23. John fifteen twenty three. Notice this. Jesus said he that hates me hates my father also. Did they hate him? And yet they claim they love God. Didn't they? I mean the doctors of the law. That's their life. Is God's law. That's their life. They claim to be so holy. And close to God. And more righteous than the common people. And to know God. Most people couldn't even read. So they're handled the law for them. And explain it to them. And yet they saw Jesus. And they heard Jesus. And they hated him. Mm -hmm. And in hating him. Who did they hate? Because all Jesus was saying was what he heard the Father say. And all he was doing was what he saw the Father do. He is the express image of the Father. He is the will of God manifest in the earth. Isn't he? He that hates me hates my Father also. Keep going. If I had not done among them the works which none other man did, they had not had sin. But now have they both seen and hated both me and my Father. Why? Because when they despised those healings. Isn't it true? People got healed. And the only thing they did was fume and go. You can't do this on the Sabbath day. Oh, that's dishonesty. I said, that's dishonesty. How many understand if you got an honest bone about you. You're standing there. You know the man was blind. Now you know he can see. If you got an honest bone about you. What are you going to do? You're at least going to say, wow. Right? You're at least going to say, wow. That's amazing. Right? And you're going to at least concede, could it be God? Because what man could do that? Right? At least. But no, when you just shut down and close down and judge, well, it's not that you don't have proof is that you don't want to believe.
1: You,
0: you don't want to believe. You choose not to believe. And no, at that point, no amount of testimony could convince you. No amount of proof could convince you. What, I, made any difference? what kind of miracles? Is it true that people were with Jesus and saw some of the most astounding miracles that ever happened on planet Earth, and some of them walked away and didn't believe? It's true. So when people say, If I could see a miracle, I'd believe. That's not true. You could still choose to not believe. Seeing miracles doesn't give you faith. Faith comes by hearing. And no matter what you see, faith is a choice. You have to choose. to. It'll always be a choice. I know my dad, uh, my grandmother and my great-grandmother were healed. Years ago. In brother William Branham's meetings. Way back. And my dad. Was a young boy. In in one of these meetings. And he said he was in the healing line. Now my grandmother. Had cancer. and, And was given up to die. And she was healed. And while she was there. And the man of God was ministering to her. Her mother. My great grandmother. Was in the crowd in the back. And the man of God through the word of knowledge said, not only are you here, but your mother is here. Well, she's way back in the back somewhere and said, she's, she's ill also. Uh, dear, stand up. And she stood up and she was healed the same time my, my grandmother was here. Oh, glory to God. And my dad, he was sickly as a boy. And so he was there in the uh, healing line, and he said there was a lady beside him that had a huge gorder. On the side of her neck. Prominent. I mean you couldn't miss it. And he said when she was ministered to. He said he was standing there. Right beside her looking up. And he said that thing went down. Like you stuck a pin in a balloon. It just it just went down. Just went down. And, and her her neck is just as smooth and, and normal. No, you can't see anything. And he said as he left the building. He heard some men standing outside the door, and one of them said, You buy that? And the guy said, Nah. He said they had that fixed up some way. <laughs> they had that fixed up. Now, there are charlatans around. There are people that are liars and tricksters. But that doesn't do away with the real. And the truth is, though, you could see the real three inches from your nose. And that won't necessarily make a believer out of you. You still have to choose whether you're going to believe or not. You know, when Jesus came walking on the water and the disciples saw him, are they seeing a miracle? They're seeing a sign and a wonder. It didn't say they were full of faith. It said they were full of fear. (laughs) Seeing miracles... Doesn't fill you full of faith. It can inspire you. If you're willing to believe. But faith comes by hearing. Go to Luke 10. Luke 10 8. Jesus said into whatever city you enter. And they receive you. Eat such things as are set before you. Heal the sick that are therein. And say to them the kingdom of God's come near to you. Why? Because those healings are testifying. And the people healed. Are testifying. And if you've been he- if these people were healed, couldn't they say, hey, I was there, man. Yeah. I know what was wrong with me. Amen. And I know how it was changed. And I'm healed. I'm telling you, he healed me. Amen. And there, there's power in that. Keep reading. Verse 10. Into whatever city you enter, and, and they don't receive you. Go your ways out into the streets of the same and say, even the very dust of your city, we wipe off our shoes against you Now how many times you see that being practiced <laughs> Somebody comes they preach to people they don't receive it they don't accept it they go fine There you go I'm leaving But be sure of this The kingdom of God has come near to you And you're going to be responsible for what you've seen and heard yeah, sure. Keep reading I say to you, it'll be more tolerable in that day for Sodom, which was a rough city, so bad that it got destroyed. But it'll be more tolerable in that day for Sodom than for that city. Woe unto you, Corazon. Woe unto you, Bethsaida. Now, Bethsaida, in that region, blind people had been healed. The feeding of the multitude occurred in that area. They had seen some things. They had heard some things. And he said, woe to you. Why? Because if the mighty works that have been done in Tyre and Sidon had been done in you, they would have repented a long time ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. Is it true that some of the things that God does, people receive it and repent? Other groups see and hear the same thing and won't budge. don't mean a thing to them.
1: Hmm.
0: But then are they responsible for what they've seen and heard? When people say, no, I don't believe, it's dishonesty. Because they'll go out and try to say, there's no proof of God. Yes, you know there is. You know what happened. You heard it, you saw it, but you didn't accept it. And you discounted it. And you tried to say, no, that was just, that was luck. That was chance. We don't know what that was. Yeah, you do. If you'll be honest in your heart, you know what it was. It was God visiting you. It was him showing you something. He said that if the mighty works had been done in Tyre and Sidon, which is done in you, they would a great while ago. Repented. Verse 14, it'll be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. Go with me to John 9 in closing, I think. Is this important to get this though? You know, when I first started in the ministry, I was convinced that the biggest problem was ignorance. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. I was convinced that's the biggest problem. People are just in dark. They're just in ignorance and they don't know. And when they know, then everything will be all right. But after a few years in the ministry, I realized that's not so. That's not so. and, And if you read the rest of that verse, it didn't just say, you know, destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. The rest of the verse went on to say, you have rejected knowledge. You have rejected knowledge. So many people have heard, they have seen, but they refuse to believe it. God is right in front of them, all around them. But they didn't want that to be God. Because if, come on, think about it now. If it's God, if he's real, if Jesus is real, what's it time to do? It's time to humble yourself and repent and get on his plan and quit your rebellious ways. But if you don't want to do that, you're going to come up with something else. See, if you don't want the truth, what else is there to believe? There's nothing but lies. And if you say, "Mm, no, your heart knows it's true, but your head's going, oh, I don't want that to be true. The devil says, I got something for you. If you don't want that, I got something. Believe this. And he will feed you lies the rest of your life. Look at this. This is such a clear illustration. In John 9, without reading the whole thing, this is where the man that was born blind was healed. I mean a miracle. Jesus put the stuff in his eyes and told him to go wash it off in the pool. He's never seen a day in his life. He's born blind. We would call it genetic defect, whatever. Can God heal anything? Yes. I don't care how long it's been that way. I don't care if you're missing an eyeball. Amen. Can the creator of the universe Make an eyeball.
1: Yes.
0: If he made a body, why couldn't he make an eyeball? And so the man can see, and it caused an uproar. It caused a buzz. I mean, all over town. And so the religious leaders that are anti-Jesus, they call him in, and they call him on the carpet, so to speak, and they grill him, and they grill him. They grill his parents. Verse 21, John 9:21. They said, "By what means does he now see? How does he see? And uh, they said, uh, we don't know. Or who opened his eyes? We don't know that. He's of age. He's a grown man. Ask him. He'll speak for himself. Are they folding like a wet noodle? (laughs) Verse 22, these words spoke his parents because they feared the Jews. And the fear of man brings a snare. And the Jews had agreed already that if any did confess that he was the Christ, they're going to put him out of the synagogue. Is it a moment to testify? No matter the cost. Is it a moment to stand up and say what you know the Lord has done for you? No matter who says what about it. It is. They know. Come on. Are they happy that their boy can see?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Is there any way they didn't know he's been blind all his life? Wow. Is there any way they don't know if he can really see now or not? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They know. Yeah. yeah, they know. Well, what's all this stuff? He's of age. <laughs> Ask him. They don't want to go on record. Uh-uh. They don't want to. Isn't that what testifying is? Yeah. To go on record. Yeah. Evidence yeah. of what you've seen and heard. Maybe they weren't there. When it actually happened. But they know their boy was blind. And they know he can see. Come on are you listening? They know that. And they got to know it's God. What man could do that? And so. They passed the buck so to speak. Verse 23. Therefore his parents said he's of age. Ask him. And then again they called the man that was blind. Now they've already grilled him. And they grilled his parents. Now they called him back. They're going to grill him some more. They said, give God the praise. Well, that's what he was trying to do. We know this man is a sinner. Say what? they talk about Jesus. They call him Jesus. You know, they, they tell him, oh, no, you can't heal on the Sabbath day. Can't heal on the Sabbath day. Well, when was their healing day? They never had a healing day. They couldn't get. So that's what religious people, they can tell you how not to do it. But they can't help you get anything done. Can't help you get free. Give God the praise. Well, that's what he was doing. We know this man's a sinner. Mm. Now come on. Think about what's happening. They're looking at God. The reality of God is standing right in front of their face. Isn't it? Just feet from them. How, how, how in the world is a man born blind standing there looking them eye to eye with 2020? How, how? no procedure, no medication come on, not even glasses nothing how? and uh, man I like this verse 25 the man answered and said well whether he's a sinner or not I don't know, one thing I know oh I like it don't you like it? <laughs> do, you, do you reckon he knows he's about to get the boot do you think he? No, he's, he's about to get booted out of here, but he don't care. He doesn't care. Anybody that'll give you the boot for getting healed and getting filled with the spirit, you ought to get out of there on your own. Is that right? Don't wait for the boot. Because they don't care about you. If they cared a nickel about you, a dime or a quarter. If they cared anything about you, they would be shouting because you can see. Whether they understand it or not, they'd be happy for you. He said, I I don't know. About all your theology and Sabbath day rules and I don't know, I don't know if he's a sinner or not. He really didn't know. you got to remember this. He's never seen Jesus yeah, that's
1: right. yet. Uh-huh.
0: That's right. uh-huh. His last encounter he had with him, somebody was just sticking mud in his eye.
1: <laughs> he's
0: never seen him.
1: That's right.
0: Telling him to go wash it off. Uh, he said, I don't know, but I know this. this yes. I, know. Yes. Oh. I was there. Okay, I was there. Yeah. I know I was blind. I know how long I've been blind. Can't nobody tell me I wasn't blind. (laughs) I was there. I am the most authoritative witness on the subject. I was blind. And now, now Now, I see. And I know that too. And I know when it happened, I was there. I was there. They have standing in front of them indisputable evidence corroborated by many witnesses. Right. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Including his own parents. Yes. As weak as they were, still they said, yeah, he's our son.
1: Yeah, we know he's
0: born blind. Oh, we don't know how it all happened. though." Somebody say, not me. Not me. I'm not going to be like that. Should they have cared what these guys think? These guys are so messed up. He said, I know this. I was blind. And now I can see. Hallelujah. We know God spoke to Moses. As for this fella, we don't know where he's from. Talking about Jesus. And the man said, that's a marvelous thing. You don't know where he's from. And yet he opened my eyes. He just won't shut up, Willie. He opened my eyes. You don't know him, but he opened my eyes. How many can see? He's going to tell anybody. He don't care. He don't care what you think. How many know? Let that spirit get off on you this morning. Right? Let it get off on you. I'm going to tell you this. I don't know about all that, but I know this. I was there. I know he healed me. I know he saved me. I know he forgave me. I know I sensed his presence. I know I didn't know what to do. And he brought the money and paid my bills. I know. I know I was there. I was there. I was in a mess. And he bailed me out. I know. Nobody can tell me it didn't happen. I was there. He said, well, this is a marvelous thing. You don't know where he's from. But he opened my eyes. That probably made them all cringe. Why? Because here is indisputable evidence in front of everybody that God is real and Jesus is the one he sent but see if you're dishonest if your heart's not right it doesn't matter how much evidence is in front of you you won't believe no matter how much is there keep reading now the man begins to talk to them he said we know that God doesn't hear sinners. sinner. What does he say? I don't know the man. And remember, first he said, I don't know whether he's a sinner or not. But I guess he got to thinking about that statement. He thought, ain't no way God used a sinner to open my eyes. This ain't got anything to do with sin. But if any man be a worshiper of God and does his will, him he hears. He said, this man's got to be of God. How could this happen without God? Got to be of God. Verse 32. Since the world began, was it not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind? Have you ever seen it? Have you ever done it? Have you ever heard of it? Huh? Huh? He opened my eyes, though. He opened my eyes. Right here. Right here. Oh, man. It made him so mad. Keep reading. If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. So what does that mean? The fact that I got healed proves. 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 God is real. Jesus is his son. Hallelujah. And they said, you were all together born in sins. And you teach us? And they cast him out. They took his name off the roll. They pulled his papers. (laughs) Verse 35. Jesus heard. They took his name off the road. And told him he was not welcome there anymore. That's why his parents didn't say anything. Because they didn't want to get kicked out. Uh Of the synagogue. Jesus heard about it. And he went and found him. Went and found him. And he said. Do you believe on the Son of God? Yeah. And he said, who is he, Lord? You've got to remember, he's never seen him. Right. <laughs> who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? What does he know? No see. He knows he was blind. Yeah. And now he, that's about all he knows. But he knows that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You don't have to know everything Amen. to be a powerful witness. Right. Yeah. And Jesus said to him, you have both what? You what, what, what? Because yesterday he couldn't see anybody. Is that right? He said, you have seen him. You're looking at him right now. And it's him that's talking to you. Keep reading. And he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. And I don't think he ever missed not being a part of that hypocritical bunch down there. Do you think? Because he has met the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And he's honest about what he knows and they're dishonest about what was in front of them. Stand on your feet, everybody. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God.
1: This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.